presence and ministry of the angels in the life of Jesus is a standard motif in the Gospels, especially near their beginnings and final pages. Thus, in the Gospel of St. Luke, we see the announcement of the Incarnation. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. In the Gospel of St. Mark, the service of the angels to Jesus at the commencement of his ministry, and he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. That presence at the commencement of his ministry finds its parallel later at the empty tomb. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side. Our psalm today, number 97, has something of a paradoxical theme for the beginning of Holy Week and the theme of the Passion of Christ. This shouldn't surprise us too much, however, as the general emotional arc of Holy Week and its attendant festivities also tend to be paradoxical. The traditional services for Palm Sunday include, of course, the blessing of the palms and the Palm Sunday procession, everyone singing and waving their palm branches. Before the end of the Mass, however, we've begun the readings of the Passion narratives, today's being from the Gospel of St. Matthew. It is a quick transition from the joy of Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, to Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. But this is the psalm appointed for today. And this is a psalm that is full of incarnational connections. This psalm is quoted by the writer of the letter to the Hebrews when he speaks of the Son of God exalted over the angels Jesus, the Messiah, he notes, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let the angels of God worship him. This last line from verse 6 of Hebrews 1 is a quote from Psalm 97, verse 7. Let all be put to shame who serve carved images, who boast of idols. Worship him, all you gods. The Septuagint translates this verse as, Worship him, all ye angels. Father Keeble's version of the psalm in verse, as poetry, does the same. Shame to the men who serve and bless carved forms of mortal, st- mortal story, who in vain gods their joy and crown would find. To him ye gods bow down. Him worship all ye angels. Says another scholar, thanks to its being quoted by 
the epistle to the Hebrews, then, we know the theological context in which the early Christians prayed Psalm 97, which was understood by them as referring to the incarnation of the first begotten. The appearance of the king into this world brings joy to the whole earth. The Lord is king, let the earth be glad, let the many islands rejoice. Indeed, this is the very message of the angels at the birth of the Lord. Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Father Mason Neal notes in his commentary on this psalm that the first verse declares that the Lord has shown himself stronger than those kings of the earth who warred against Sion, so that his people, however threatened with any calamity by earthly tyrants, can with a sure confidence trust in a king mightier than any of them. Of course, for the Christians of the early church and for us, the deeper spiritual meaning, continues Neil, points to the kingdom of Christ as manifested in his nativity and yet more in his resurrection when the yoke of the enemy of souls was broken off the neck of mankind. And so today, my brothers and sisters, this Palm Sunday, we see these two ends of the ark come together in our psalm. The Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice, is an apt equivalent of the rejoicing and the imagery behind Christ's triumphal entry into Jerusalem that we celebrate with palms today. And the passion narrative is also lying behind this psalm as Christ wins the war against Satan and death to be our Redeemer and our King. Worship him, all ye angels, indeed. Worship him, all ye peoples. Amen.